0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Song Mess. My name is Richard Villegas and I'm joined by the incredible... I'm not even going to do that today. I'm joined by... Beverly Bryant. Woo! Hi Richard. Hi hey Bev. Uh, I just have the official New Year, even though we did have a New Year's episode that was recorded before uh, the first, so...
1: New Year? New podcast.
0: New, new Year, who dis? Um, but yes, we are out here. We're listening to Ceci Bastida. Uh, we're going to finish out the song called Yano. Um, and we'll be right back with our very special guest.
2: (muchas) 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 Nunca quise causar dolor Clavar espina en tu corazón Nunca quise hacerte llorar Si el tiempo pudiera regresar Nunca hubiera dejado entrar Algo que nos pueda destrozar Si te digo no pasará Lo olvidarás, sí, lo olvidarás
0: a very special guest, uh, our very good friend Cindy uh, from LA.
3: Welcome to the show. Hello, song messers. Is that a thing? <laughs> it can be.
0: Song meisters. Song mice.
3: Okay. <laughs> like
0: imagine Song mesquiteers.
3: Like, yes! Like in Disney. Um, hi. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, it's awesome being here and yeah. sharing some music with you guys and getting to talk and hang out.
0: Yeah, thank you for being here. I mean... Um, so, actually, I'm, I I I know your last name from online, but I don't know if that's your, like...
3: That's my middle name, Cindy Lee. That's my official mi- middle name. Okay. Um, um. I'm originally from Chile. My parents just named me Cindy Lee. I, don't, I have no idea why.
4: That's great. I yeah.
3: Love that. <laughs> um. My sister's name is, like, Valentina. The other one's Macarena. Oh, those
4: are very, very Chilean Chile names. And, and
3: yeah. I'm Cindy Lee. So. That's great. Cindy Lee Rosa Sotazo, if you want to go full... Work. Full, my full f- <laughs> um, four names, you know, but Cindy Lee. Okay,
0: so we'll, we'll definitely um, add you in the liner notes as C- Cindy Lee. Yes. Um, cool. And so um, Cindy works, uh, lives in LA and she works with Nacional Records. Um, so again, that's like super, super extra special for us to have you here because, I mean, that's kind of like the biggest probably name or, you know, record label or house or whatever in, in this sort of field. Um, can you tell our listeners a little bit about what you do there, a little bit about the label itself maybe they don't they're not familiar
3: yeah um so i've been with national close to two years now mm-hmm. uh currently i am a label project manager which mm-hmm. means i do whatever gets kind of thrown at me and in a way and that just means uh handling releases getting release dates working with pr and working development release plans uh doing social media doing pretty much anything that kind of comes out my way I, I'm like a fee, like a goalie in a way work. like this we're catching a bunch of things here and there um has been a label for about 10 eleven years now and they've released oof, like a lot of albums
5: yeah. Um, everybody
3: yeah uh, Fabulosos Cadillacs, Manu Chao, Tercio Pelados, Ana Tiju, Rocha Collective, uh, Bomba Estéreo, yeah. Chocuip Town, La Vida Boheme, uh, DJ Raph, Latin Bitman, Tom Tom Club, uh... Tom Tom Club? Tom Tom Club. Like, from Talking Heads Tom Tom? Yes, Talking Heads Tom Tom Club. Are they Latino? No, they're not, they're but... Just... Yeah, well, the, the thing is, um... My boss, founder, and um, Thomas Cookman. He's been uh, in the biz for thirty years, close to thirty something years, and he's managed a lot of artists. And he's also Tina, Tina, and Chris's uh, manager. So oh. yes, yeah, so that's why he. We also released Tom Tom Club. That's really cool.
1: Oh, and um, you guys have released a lot of Nortec records, haven't you?
3: Yes, and we're also their like Nortec like Bossy Infusibles managers as well. So see, like Nacional is just one aspect of what we do because there's. Uh, the parent company was at some point Cookman International now Industria Works and under that there's Nacional Records, the LAMC, Supersonico, publishing, licensing, management, God. and all that. So it's Nacional is probably like one fourth of what we do on a daily basis.
0: That's great, and we're definitely going to be asking you about all those different options <laughs> because, like, this is I mean this is the cream of the crop. I mean this is like. Honestly, on a mainstream level, if you've heard of and like Latin alternative, it's probably been released by Nacional. Like this is just kind of where it's at. Um, I do want to con- uh, start with some music. I don't, I don't want to give all the secrets away <laughs> on the first segment. Um, so you had a great song here uh, by Willie Bobo.
3: Yes. Um, so Willie Bobo, legendary New yorkian jazz legend. Um, his son Eric Bobo, who plays with Beastie Boys and uh, Cypress Hills, um, cool. he found some tapes in his mom's closet. A lot of songs were unreleased. A few songs had already been out, but we kind of worked together and put out a jazz album, or f- the first national jazz release. Uh, it made it to the top twenty in the Billboard charts. Crazy! Super proud of that. Um, this is my favorite track in the in the album. Um, Willie Bobo sings in it um and yeah it's such a great track and it has a little nice funky disco breakdown and it's my favorite song in that album
0: dope this is pretty lady by willie bobo Yes. (laughs)
3: Yes. <laughs> um this is a posthumous release Willie Bobo uh passed away I think in the 70s late early 80s. He was pretty young four, 50 60 years old I believe and uh his um son Eric Bobo kind of had to take over. He he dropped out of uh, Cal State Long Beach or Cal State LA I think. Um he was studying music and he dropped out and kind of continued his father's work and and then that's when he started uh, playing with the Beastie Boys and then moving on to Cypress Hill. And um, yeah, so basically he found these tapes in the closet. And some of the songs are unreleased um, and they were um, uh, co-produced, yeah. <laughs> mastered by Eric and Mario Caldato Jr., who's worked with So George and uh, Jack Johnson and Beastie Boys as well. And th- the cool thing about Willie Bobo is that a lot of... He's kind of straddling the world of jazz, uh-huh. you know, Latin jazz percussionist. And also, a lot of the hip-hop people know who Willie Bobo is because a lot of his songs are sampled. Um, DJ Shadow has sampled his music, um Peanut Butter Wolf, I think, too. Cool. Yeah, and actually the song <laughs> Evil Ways by Santana is a Willy Bobo song. Is it wow. really? Yes, yeah. Huh,
0: yeah, because yeah. I was saying before, like, I, I could definitely feel, like, a Santana sort of, like, psychedelic jam band situation mm-hmm. happening. Yeah,
3: so that's an actual Willy Bobo song. And then. That's so cool. Mm-hmm.
1: That's rad. Wow, well, um, actually, let's backtrack a little bit because uh, we started with a Ceci Vestida song, and we, we didn't talk about her yet. Yeah, now, she came out with an EP recently, didn't she?
3: Yes, so that that was off the Sueño EP with Nacional. We also released it in this really cute ten inch, our first uh, ten inch release, uh, and in it she had a lot a lot of uh, tracks that she collaborated with a lot of people. Um, Aloe Blacks, Spork Montambo, Mariel Mariel, and uh, Camilo Lara. Right. But the song we played, actually, this is the one by her, she did by herself. And Ceci's always been um, like a really outspoken kind of activist. Yep. Um, she did the school's not prison tour. Um, she like this album was kinda picked up by a lot of the press as like a Trump response type of thing. Obviously okay. that the album was done while back, but like, you know, the songs of hope and loss and love and heartbreak and, and it's it's a great whole E P like it's super collaborative. Um, I love her and I love this song too. It's like her one love song that she can also do love songs. I,
0: I saw her at I think at the first Ruido Fest, I wanna mm-hmm. say. Um, and like she she performed I think the stuff from the album not so much from this new EP but it was like really political like uh, the uh, Yosinapa situation was still fresh then uh, mm-hmm. and a number of artists like addressed it and I remember Ceci making like a big like statement yeah oh, i mean bold. ceci
3: is like uh, you know sh- for from her punk days in tijuana no right. she learned a lot of her activism from there and you know i read an article that somebody did for the guardian i believe and they're like i just write what feels natural to me and it's like you know how can i not talk about the injustices of the world you right. know like when those are things that are pressing and to to her so she she's great and i love her a lot
0: all right, well, I want to move into some music soon, and you brought in a track by El Guincho. Yes. Um, so I know that you were at the Grammys with El Gincho and yeah. I, he was nominated for best video, right? Yes,
3: best short form music video for comics made by Canada, the mm-hmm. people from Canada. They make awesome videos. Unfortunately, they, he didn't win. Correct. Um Yeah. Um Yeah. But, you know, it was uh, like a good experience for him to come out and he's a super cool guy. He's like the coolest. He's like too cool for school almost. Um, and this album was, I feel like it was kind of misunderstood. Right. And, um, but I, I just, you know, I love that a lot i called it future reggaeton when i first heard it this is future reggaeton and then i read it in some review and i was like yeah of course <laughs> it was, yeah it was my review yeah and then like the <laughs> so, somebody in phonograma too called it like you know and there are a lot of words they called it future reggaeton.
0: Right. I, cause I'm, like, I'm like wait i actually wrote that because i i so like you're, you're you're saying it was a misunderstood album and i feel like i was on the end of that misunderstanding because i didn't like the album mm-hmm. i I uh, appreciated and like this is what, how I had to write it. I had to phrase. I had to um, sort of articulate it through the the scope of I appreciate that he did something different. Mm-hmm. It didn't sound tropical in the cliche sort of like common sense. Mm-hmm. It was again like you, as you're saying, it, it felt very futuristic while still having those like tropical tinges, like reggaeton of the future. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I again I I. I had difficulty with it, but... Um, yeah,
3: and, and I, I liked it a lot and I was uh, listening to it in my car a lot so I could get a lot of the deeper basses, like, kind of just, like, my windows would be, like, brrr, like, rattling. And, I see.
1: Maybe we weren't <laughs> experiencing it right, like, in our headphones. Entirely possible. In New York. Maybe it's, like, something you really need to experience in a car in Los Angeles with the bass.
3: Exactly. So I, I always take... You know, my my the cities I listen to the music I listen to and I listen to it in the car. I, I don't listen to many too much music on my headphones. There's certain things you have to listen to in headphones, right? But t- totally mostly listening just in the car and like feeling the bass like under my seat, like literally That's right. it's like being at the gate. Yeah. I
0: mean, it's just it's you're like living it.
3: Exactly very right. much. Well, this
0: is the bugas um, by El Guincho. Let's have a listen. <laughs>
4: más suave, más suave, más suave, más suave
0: To have, like, a new artist join the roster?
3: I have no idea. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> I am not involved in A&R decisions. Okay. I, um... Uh, but we... I'm
0: sure you can see, like, tendencies and trends?
3: No? It's mostly, like, friends of Tomas and people he knows. Okay. And, you know, people that are, you know, people that we work closely with that, that get recommended and things like that. So, okay. it's not necessarily, like... You know, I mean, we we sub, we accept submissions. You know, we listen to get we get submissions all the time. Listen to them and right. pretty much say
0: you no. Know. <laughs> and then I'm guessing there has to be like some sort of hype around them.
3: Yeah, and then they're usually brought in by you know friends. Tomás' friends. Tomas has been in the industry for ever thirty years, no. and everyone and everyone has released with Nacional right. and. Yeah, so we've done lots of stuff, but I don't I don't really know if there's a specific criteria okay. that they have to meet, but you know, they just have to be hyped up by somebody that well, must trust. No, cuz I
0: asked us because we were just talking about Esteman who I really like very much and I was mm-hmm. like, I feel like he's pop enough yet different enough that he kind of like falls under that sort of national aesthetic and or sound even. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and we were talking about like why that might work or not work for something like him or whoever else, Ana Tijoux or you know AJ Davila or whatever. Um, so that's why I'm like I'm curious, like what exactly do you guys maybe look for in your artists? I don't know.
3: I mean, if I'm a hundred percent honest, I mean it has to be with like their marketability in right. the U S market, and the the good thing about. Being involved in Nacional. Nacional is just like a fraction of what we do because we also do the LMC, Supersonico, right. all of that stuff. And if we don't get to release an artist in the Nacional label, we can also work with them in, uh, in the LMC and Supersonico. Uh, true. Yeah. So it's still supporting those artists in other ways. Like Esteman, for example, he participated in, in the LMC mm-hmm. two years ago. So even though he's not releasing music with us, we're still kind of championing those sounds right. and move, you know, in, with that, in that regard, in that way, still get right. to support like a wider blanket of artists.
1: Do you have anything? So I have a question Yeah. because, you know, so you know, you work, um, Tomas Kukman is your boss. Yes. And you are involved in all aspects of the music industry. Um, what advice would you have for someone who's like a recent college graduate who, you know, wants to get involved in the music industry, wants to work in the music industry, what would you tell them?
3: Uh, just make yourself available to do anything, really. Uh, just try to have as many skills as possible. I I actually started, I emailed National Records maybe like six or seven years ago, and I volunteered to like pass out iTunes cards outside of a show. And they gave me a National shirt. I met with somebody at a coffee shop and they're like, here you go pass these out and there were like little iTunes cards with all of like like a national sampler type of thing and i did that a few times and i it's funny i don't know if they remembered i did that mm-hmm. um but then years later i had my own radio show um at uc irvine KUCI. I had a latin alternative show and it started playing just the kind of music that i knew and that i love and Um, they eventually started reaching out to me saying, Hey, these are new releases, you know, like check this out. And obviously I play their stuff. And then, um, I got invited to one of their Grammy parties and I ended up setting my resume. And a few weeks later I had a job right before graduating college. So it was, uh, yeah.
1: (laughs) So, so there's, there's your tip. Be amazing and (laughs) they might notice you.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I
0: definitely want to go back to music soon. Mm -hmm. However, you did mention the Grammys. (laughs) And I mean, like, Song Mess is known for its (laughs) and So, um, you know, before I shade them for being completely silent on the very important politics of 2016.
3: Yeah, that was disappointing.
0: Yeah. But you were a woman on the ground. You know, you were herding artists back and forth. Like, what, what fun, cool stories can you tell us about being there in Vegas this year? Like,
3: well, the Grammys are pretty interesting because for us, is a lot of work. So even though, um, so we have, we go with our artists. So wh- however many artists we have nominated, we go with them. And then plus we also have um, this little marketing thing. We work with Erradura, which is like we, before anything, we select a list of like 50 artists, influencers or whatever, and we deliver engraved tequila bottles to them to celebrate the occasion so part of my leading up to Vegas is finding out where everyone is staying figure out a time where I can go deliver a bottle to their hotel room Mm -hmm. so part of my job is like logistics wise just figuring out where everyone is staying what time you're getting there getting phone numbers exchanging blah, blah blah all of that and then so I have a team that helps me out with that, delivering and all that. And then also going out with artists and taking them to their various things. Now, what I realized is like when, because we had two artists nominated for Best New Artist this mm-hmm. year, the Chamanas and Alexan mm-hmm. Um, When you're nominated for Best New Artist, like they love you and they want you to like, you get invited to all these extra especially special events like parties and events and companies want to meet you and give you stuff and like you get to go to the gifting lounge which is really cool so I took um I was going around with the chamanas so herding the chamanas around and they get to go to like the lounge and then they stop at every little station and they get makeup and they get a watch and they get like a a bottle of Buchanan's engraved like they get all this stuff and you get to go to extra parties and extra events, so it's a lot of work. Like one of the days, I woke up, I had a bagel in the morning, and then I was with the chamanas all day until like five p.m. and then they had to go home get ready. Then I had to take them to a ceremony where they got more stuff, and then I didn't eat anything until like nine p.m. Like <laughs> I saw, I saw a photo of a pizza and my mouth watered, <laughs> <laughs> like like because I've been running around all day. And then that night I there was a YouTube party. Um, and it was awesome, because, well, it started out awesome cuz Osuna was playing.
4: Okay.
3: And it was super lit. It was like fun and it was great. And then somebody decided to put Leonel Garcia from Sin Bandera. Oh. Yeah, okay. at one thirty in the morning. I was like, are you f- fucking kidding me? This is the most Boring thing ever. Like in my whole thirty minute, he played. I probably had three drinks because it was like open bar. Work. Yeah, so I was like, "Well, this guy is so fucking boring. I'm gonna just drink myself to death, basically." And then Jay balbin started after him. So, yeah, I mean, like whoever programmed that party. Hadn't... So it started
0: great. It died, and then it was great again.
3: Yeah, but like by the time Jay Balbin came on, there was like. Half the people had left, really? so like I'm like Jay Balbin's right here. I'm right here, basically. Wait, like, was it
0: like a secret show? Like, I mean, did people know that Jay Balvin was gonna play? Yeah,
3: people knew that he was gonna play. Oh, it, it was like at a club in Vegas, but it was more for like. Yeah. It wasn't like for the general public. It was more for the people that were going there for but the. But still, I
0: mean, like, I, if I know Jay Balvin is leaving, I'm I'm not a reggaeton guy, but I ain't moving. Yeah. Like. Oh no! I want to be there. Yeah.
3: So Jay Balvin's right there, and I'm like. Ah, I'm a big J Balvin fan, like last year. I actually, um, I had a publicist credential, and like, I just kind of hung out in the publicist lounge, because he won, so they bring him in the back, Mm -hmm. and then I was just like, I hung out there for like 30, 45 minutes, just waiting for him, and the Grammy lady, she was giving me the worst thing, she's like, you need to move, because like, I wasn't you, she's like, and then I would move, and she's like, she would walk by again, she's like, you need to move, and like, she was trying to get me like, kicked out, and then he comes over, and I'm like J Balvin and everybody's like trying to take photos with them and like I elbowed this dude and I was like una foto por favor and he's like quick and then that's like the only photo I've ever taken with anybody I mean I, I took a photo with Del Guincho and Alex and Jay Balvin those are the only three people I've ever Asked to take a photo with that um, was that was a good choice. Yeah. Those are good choices. So that was last year, but this year. So yeah, Jay Balbin played and it was awesome, and then I ended up going to another party, um, in another hotel where Farruko was playing. Okay. So I had and then I ended up. I didn't get home until like. They, the next day they asked me, and they're like, what time did you get in last night? I was like, um, I played the fifth. <laughs> work. Because it was, the sun was out when I got back to my hotel. And I needed to be up at work by like 8 a.m. So, <laughs> what
1: happened in Vegas?
3: Yeah, pretty much. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of work, but then you can also have a lot of fun as well.
1: It also. sounds like South by Southwest times four. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I've never been to South by, but I've heard. So it's, it's
1: intense.
0: Uh, we have stories. <laughs> um. Well, so okay, so there you have two more national artists uh, on here. So we have the Ecocentrics and Newan.
3: Okay, let's go with Newan. Okay. So Newan is uh, part of the super uber cool Pirotecnia group from Chile. So Pirotecnia is a label um, started by DJ Raph and his wife Dalal. Um, and it's an underground electronic music label. Um, and Nguyen, um, I heard this from Raph, they used to be roommates in Barcelona when Raph used to live in Barcelona and Nguyen was his roommate. Um, and I, I had to write to him and I was like, these songs need to be sample free because it sounds like something I've heard before. But um, yeah, so these are part of the, this is. From Pirotechnia Volume Two, okay. which was a compilation of Pirotechnia artists that we released uh, here in the
1: U. S. and you guys are their their U. S. label. For yes.
3: This. Yes. Cool. yes. So so we're we do not do all the Pirotechnia releases because they, they do a bunch. They actually just recently started working with Macaroni, okay. and um, but we do a compilation of their like best stuff in a way.
0: Awesome. All right. So this is Take Off by Newin. Nacional Records obviously does LAMC uh, and Supersonico. I know LAMC has been going for like 15 years
3: or something. It's going to be, this is the 18th year. Stop. It's getting, becoming legal this that,
0: year. Oh, no. no. <laughs> um, yeah, and then Supersonico was around for two years. And then I know, I know that this year didn't happen. Is it going to come back?
3: It's 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 coming back. Okay. Um, something's happening, things are brewing, right. things are happening, you know. Um, with my my boss's mentality and in and the whole thing about it is like it can happen when we want it to happen. It doesn't have to happen in October right. like it did the past two times. Like it basically is up to us whenever we want to have it. And you know, it's been it, for us my my work cycle um, it's like the first of like, we're going to start working in the, on the LAMC maybe in the next... People already started working on it, but right. my involvement, it's going to start maybe in the next month or so. Okay. And then LAMC is going to suck up my life until, like, July. Um, and then... But the thing is, we also have to juggle LAMC. We have all these releases coming out. Um, and then plus, if when we start doing Supersonico as well. So, I'm, like, there's a lot of balls in the air. <laughs> well, how would
0: you how would you explain LAMC because obviously LAMC and supersonico are not the same thing yeah. and it, even how they operate are very different. So, how would you explain that like the, that difference to our listeners who might be unfamiliar?
3: Well, LAMC is is a conference, like most of all. That's what we try to focus on and right. a lot of people say that the Latin American Music Festival. I'm like, no, the Latin Alternative Music Conference, uh, and the, we try to focus on it so much, being that uh, it's a uh, it's a conference where you go and you go network, much as you know, just as much as like a South by okay. or like a bomb in Bogota or any any type of conference where you go and and connect. With people, and there's panels where you can learn a lot. There's, uh, you can go meet with reps from like Native Instruments and Pioneer, and these people that support like Lana artists like the Native Instrument guys are actually very close with DJ Raph and the Pyrotechnia artists and are always sending them gear whatever they need for their you know their electronic music stuff so this is where you go and you meet um, other artists where you meet managers where you meet press where you meet all these kind of people and make the connections and I mean LAMC has been around for 18 years now and it sort of creates this like it sort of created a movement yeah. in 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 New York where all these other things popped up around there because the l a m c can only do so much I mean we're only like uh you know on a when we are full stuff we have like nine ten people that's now. it, yeah, yeah, plus for everything right now we're like seven or eight people, so we do all of our releases and we have a bunch of stuff coming out, plus we're gonna do all of the l m c so you know it's not it's not a lot of people. And, um, but yeah, this is, so there's only so much the LAMC can do. So that's why all this other stuff popped up, like the Afro-Latin right. festival and there's so, the, all the Remescla shows right. and all the parties and, and it kind of became, and Ruedo Fest in a way popped up uh, because of the LAMC, right. because a lot of the artists come to New York, go to Chicago, and then even in LA there's Viva Pomona, right. which is the week after So there's three weeks in July where you have amazing music throughout all of Latin America. I mean, all of North America, like the U. S. Because the LAMC, you know, brings this to New York, then Chicago, and then LA. So all these artists make kind of like a circuit in a way. Yeah, I
1: didn't realize that it's a way a lot like um, you know artists come to the U. S. from all over the world for South by Southwest, and then they end up booking a lot of tours around that. And (laughs) you know, we're very fortunate for that.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it sort of created this whole thing. And, I mean, we get some issues from bands that are trying to play official showcases. Right. And my line is always like, you know, it doesn't matter if you get into an official LAMC showcase because there's so much going on right. that you can play an unofficial showcase, you know, with Remescla or, um then normal people have the thing. The, the, uh,
0: what is it? Pop Gun or something like that. Yes,
3: yeah. the, there's so much stuff happening that in any way it, it's all about coming and meeting people and making a community and making right. relationships and doing that kind of stuff and Supersonico is I mean it's a festival it's like a one day thing and um, you know it, we're trying to you know they got dubbed as the Coachella Latin alternative and yeah <laughs> but um, you know there's uh Rido Fest now kind of doing that thing And feel like I feel
0: like Ruedo Fest <laughs> is closer to what Coachella totally. does than, than Supersonico because Supersonico is it feels more self-contained.
3: And it did that maybe the first year. That's what they were trying to right. like, to say. Um, but, you know, we're, we're still... You know, Supersonico is still alive and it's going to happen eventually. Awesome.
0: Great. Um, okay, so before we go into our last of your Nacional uh, picks, um, is anything new or exciting coming out from Nacional soon?
3: Yeah, um, we have. So in the next... For three, four months, we have like almost like six new releases. Um, we have new music by La Vida Bohem, cool. which a lot <gasps> of people are looking forward to. No way! A- Actually, a- their
0: last album was like a huge hit, so I'm pretty sure a lot of people are waiting. Yeah, the,
3: the name of the new album is La Lucha,
4: okay. which
3: um, they have two albums previous, and the first one's called Nuestra. The second album is called Será, and then the third album is called La Lucha. So it creates a trilogy called Nuestra Será La Lucha. Ah.
4: Um,
3: so that, that's coming out soon, very, very soon. Um, we also have new music um, by this band called Forro in the Dark. They are um, Brazilians um, that a few live here in New York, I believe um and then so we have new music by them uh we also I, los macuanos are also coming out with That's new music right. uh dj even Ray. though
0: he did say ruben torres was on the show and said no time soon so well he's singing a different tune now
3: <laughs> you know things change really quickly yeah. so um new music by them i know raf is coming out with new music uh, and Bitman is coming out with new so music. Good shit. So we got a lot of cool stuff coming, and um, you know, can't wait until you guys get to hear the new, the new stuff that's coming.
0: That's rad. Well. Um, so again, we now have a song by the ecocentrics. What can you tell us about
3: them? Um, the ecocentrics is one man. <laughs> His name is Adrian Quesada. Okay. He is ex-Grupo Fantasma, ex, or oh, I think he still plays with Brown now. He has so many projects. Okay. He, he produces, he, he also produced and recorded, um, I think he just produced the new Elastic Bond album that's okay. coming out. Um. And uh, he does a lot of things. He works with Natalia Clavier a lot. Right. Natalia Clavier sings on, song, on a, lot, a lot of the two songs in this Ecocentric album. Okay. Um, this is a lot. He does a lot of um, like instrumental stuff. So he doesn't sing, but when he does have artists, guests, like he did a song with Bill Callahan. He did a song with um, uh, Alex Petrolli of the white denim he did a lot you know he's based in austin so he gets a lot of people coming in he has a studio he records with a bunch of people and this song he did with tita lima uh this one's called O sol it's one of my favorite in the album the whole album is really great uh it's called echo hotel um but this is one of my favorite tracks on on this album (laughs)
1: So, moving on, uh, you live in Los Angeles. Yes. And, you know, we talked a lot about, like, music you like to listen to when you're driving and stuff like that. So, um, what are some of your favorite things that you're listening to that you brought us?
3: Well, right now, this, this right here, what you just heard, is Sin Color. They are a local band from L.A. They, they're, they're two young kids. Um, they're 18, 19 years old. Oh my God. Um, they wow. Are, yes. They write their own music. They that was perform...
0: pretty damn refined for an 18 year old. Yeah.
3: Well, this, this is their new, their new album. It's not out yet. Okay. So this is a Primicia. Ooh. Yeah. Um. Wait, is the single out? No, but they, they gave me permission to play it. Oh my God. That's so cool. Yes. I told them that. Thanks guys. Yeah. Um, so it's Crisia and David. Um, they are make their, I saw them at a festival like in Maywood, Maywood. Maywood Maybe like two years ago, a year and a half ago. And I was like, wow, they are amazing live. Uh, Crisia is, uh, she, I could tell that she has a huge range. And I was like, did you used to sing mariachi before? And she's like, yes, I did. And huh. so she's a, she used to be a mariachi singer. So they, and they do their own music. And David writes all the songs and Crisia writes all the lyrics and they uh, they're amazing i think they're onto something and um, this album was produced by a guy who um does stuff with viento callejero and so it's like a local a lot of local people love them a lot and are kind of helping them push this album and i i think they're great they they're super talented super nice kids and they have something there
0: yeah i i mean i like you know just songs are songs when we're just playing them in between and we're chatting but like this one really like caught my attention i was just like i was getting like disco-y loungy vibes like you know i was getting a little more loco like i was you know it just it felt again very refined very like poolside um, Beverly even made the comment that it's like all your picks have sounded very LA, <laughs> you know, like it's like good driving music
4: or yeah, something. Yeah,
3: basically I make playlists for when I'm driving. I mean, that, that's where we spend most of our time in LA is in the car, you know, right. like driving here and there, you know, sometimes I'm stuck in traffic for up to an hour. Where I'm just like sitting there and I have, you know, a lot of the time sometimes I'm just like I'm sick of music and I just don't listen to anything and I yeah. just listen to traffic. But most of the time I like to have good music to listen to because you spend a lot of the time in your car alone. You know, here in the you're here alone on the subway with a bunch of other people, but in L.A. you're alone in
1: your car.
0: It's funny that in New York we're alone even though we're with a bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> just like, oh.
1: Yeah, but we wish we were alone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you, uh, actually, no, because when you get on those subway carts and you're the only person on that car. There's a reason. There's yes, a reason. Yeah, I've, like, heard, oh. I've
3: heard that, you know, what, what an empty subway car means. Mm. Do not get on the Yeah, empty you sub- get on the
0: next one. Yeah. There's no such thing as a good day in New York City. <laughs> you didn't just get lucky. Yeah. Um, that's cool. So, one of a, a running joke that we have on The Mess is what scene? Because people will ask us all the time, so what's the New York scene like? And you know, we kind of have to be like, well, there isn't really one. You know, there's a lot of parties and like you know a lot of like who's who. But like in terms of like a scene, scene, there really isn't. What's it like out in, in L.A. like?
3: Oh, there's definitely a scene and. In- Um, it's funny because, uh, you make friends that like a lot of the friends that I've made are because I've seen them at so many shows. Like Mm. you eventually start seeing the same people over and over again. Um, and especially, um, you know, working in music and I mean, personally, I'm a big fan of music as it is. And I go to a lot of live shows, um, but there's always something going on. There's always a showcase. There's always a show. Um, we're, I'm pretty lucky to have, um, you know, a lot of bands come through and there's a lot of people that are pushing the kind of music that I love in, in L.A., and there's always something to do. There's always a show. So there's, and, and then sometimes I get kind of sick of it, and I stay away from it for a while, and people, where have you been? I haven't seen you. Uh-huh. And like, and like now it's, that's,
1: that's a scene. That's when there's a music community. Yeah. People are like, it's like a, almost like um, a sorority or fraternity group. People are like, why didn't you show up? Yeah. Where were you?
0: And then people get hurt after a while, like if you didn't come to the show or the party is like,
3: you didn't come. Yeah. So I you know, I have my favorites. I you know, but the thing is like LA is also so spread out right. that sometimes like uh your favorite bands are playing in Pomona, which one time it took me two fucking hours to get to Pomona and I missed the band that I wanted to see. That's you dedication, know? though. Yeah. So but then you get a group of friends that are going and you all go together and like there's this cumbia band called Viento Callejero, they're amazing. Um there's another band that I love, um, they're called Quitapenas. They're amazing, too. I've heard of them. Yes. yes I love them. Um,
1: the Collective... Um, They're part of a collective. The
3: Cuevole Collective, I think, right? Yeah,
1: Cuevole, I think. Cuevole, yeah. That's what I thought of when you mentioned that, um, you know, Cinco Lore had, like, a lot of local support where it's sort of, um, it seems like people will be very supportive of bands from L.A. in L.A. Yeah. Like, music fans will, they'll rally behind, like, a local band. And that's really cool, which is, like, you know, um, it seems that way with, like, bands like Chicano Batman where, like, people in L.A. love them and show up for them. Yeah. And that's something you don't find in every city.
3: Yeah, no, totally. And I mean, and a, a lot of the Chicano Batman people are friends with the Kitapena people. And a lot of the Kitapenas people play in another band called Yanga, and the people from Yanga are in another thing and like everyone there's a lot of the same people that are in different bands. Right. So like <laughs> that happens a lot and uh, yeah, no, there's a lot of a lot of support for a lot of the bands. I'm, i it's cool
0: to hear that because again like in New York it's a little different. I think it's more segmented just because like the co- it's so large. The communities are very segmented. So it's just like, you know, like the the line dancing in 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 Queens, you know, like the Mexican community, that stays there and like uptown like there's the reggaeton and the hip hop, but like it doesn't really blend in with the other stuff. And if you're talking about like Latin alternative or whatever, it tends to just mix in with the regular indie if you're talking about like people that are basically either downtown or in Brooklyn. So that's where, where you get, like, people like Senor Ruinos or Lalo Negro who are doing, like, bilingual stuff. And, like, even though the Latin publications, like, are really here for them, you know, like, they're also getting acclaim from, say, like, the New York Times or, you know, Pitchfork or whatever.
1: Which, you know, now that you mention it, maybe it's a good thing that there isn't, like, a separate Latin indie scene here because there doesn't need to be.
0: I mean, yes and no. I mean, like, again, it's, it's a different path, you know, but that's where you get, like, a, a, something like the LAMC or whatever happening, and then people are like, oh, but nobody's coming to the show, or whatever. Like, it's just, that's where, you know, I feel like there isn't a concise scene here. Like, the people are here, but everybody's doing their own thing.
1: And also, yeah, I guess we've been over this, like, a bunch of times. Like, it's the same thing with any other scene in New York. And I think it's sort of like, there's enough people here where, like, you can have your one little bubble, and everyone goes to this one place, and everyone has their friends, and it's a large enough group of people that... If you're part of one sort of circle, you feel like that's the center Mm -hmm. of everything. And you don't need to know what other people are doing. It's sort of weird. I mean, we have, like, we have a buffet. We have
0: too much. Like, you know, the fact that I I find unforgivable, and even though I was very blessed, I saw Alex Alvante perform for 20 or 30 people. And I'm like,
1: what? Like, are you Mm -hmm. kidding you know, that happens a lot in New York and it's heartbreaking, but it's because there's so much going on. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, you know, how can you compete? You know, um, and, and and I feel like Chicago, I, I didn't experience that when I went to L.A., like, but in Chicago, I definitely gotten that. We're like walking down the street, like, you know, during Ruido Fest, I'm walking down the street with Dromedarios Magicos, like we're just like chit chat and run into like Valle Futuro. And it's just like, okay, cool. And we duck into a cafe and there's marineros just hanging. We're like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I I wish we had that in New York. And I, I guess to a certain degree we do. But, you know, I don't know. I, I really, th- that makes me want to give L.A. a chance again. Like,
3: you should. It's it's fun. Uh, I love, um, you know, I've had a hard time leaving L.A. And I love L.A. I think I have everything I could ever ask for. It. And I feel like super lucky because a lot of uh, artists come through L.A. Mm-hmm. And... And, you know, I get to go to shows and hang out and do a lot of cool stuff. So, very hashtag blast. <laughs>
0: um, so, the, we have a few more artists that you brought in. Um, yeah. Well, some of these are very, are New York. Are there any other LA artists
3: on here? Um, No. <laughs> okay, cute. Well, where do you want to go next? Uh, let's go with... Uh, Okay. Let's do Gabriel García Montano. Okay, uh, cool. I have not had the chance to see him live yet.
4: Okay. Uh Where is he from?
3: He, I think he's from here, from New York, no. Really? I or DC, I don't know. Okay. I think So he's uh, East Coast. Yeah. Okay. So he's not LA based for sure. He he played at Red Cat, which is like a big uh like arts thing in LA. Okay. Like and his show was sold out super quick. So um but he's coming back uh in with a new With this new album he's releasing uh, on Stone's Throw record. Okay. So he's now... Cool. Yeah. So he's... uh, You know, and that's the thing. I feel like there's a lot of artists that are... um, Latino, you know, but they're not necessarily going for the Latino thing. Right. You know, like Senor Ruinos and El Lado Negro. And you can, put, you can totally put Gabriel Garzón Montano in that in that area where now he's at a label like Stone Throw that isn't necessarily like playing the Latino card, but like, right. hey, this is a good artist. Check him out.
1: Cool. And I think that's really awesome where like there's it, there may be more and more room in the music industry for somebody to show up and be who they are without having to be in a category.
3: Exactly.
0: So. Um. Awesome. All right. So this is sour mango by Gabriel Garzón Montano.
6: Top of hill under the mango tree, wishing on a mango.
0: Um, we're, sh- you know, I'm shuffling the playlist a little bit just because I'm so excited about this next song, um, because you brought in a track by Baidoa. Yeah. And I, it feels really appropriate that this is our anniversary episode because we played Baidoa on our first episode. We played Tumersión then. Mm-hmm. And you brought in Champagne Days?
3: Yeah. Uh, it's a track he released with, uh, Dance to the Radio.
4: Okay. Um,
3: I, I personally know Luis, Luis Daniel. He's the sweetie pie of the world. I love him so much. He's so cool and funny. I met him uh, in L.A. just a few months ago. Um, he's a friend of a friend, and we like hit it off super well. We went to FYF, uh, cool. hung out a lot of the time, and I showed him around L.A. Um, whenever anybody comes to L.A., I love to show off my city <coughs> and show them like good times and take them to all my secret places awesome spots. So and, wait,
1: what are these secret awesome spots? <laughs>
3: um well, I'm a sucker for skylines. That's my thing. Okay. So I like um I like to take people to like look at the skyline <laughs> but from like these little secret spots that I found by my work and then we we also um we went to Skyspace LA, which is, like, in the tallest building in LA. It's, like, an observation deck. Right. I had never been up there, but we went up there and looked around, and there's, like, a kind of, like, it's in a building, and you there's, like, an interactive thing before you actually get to the sky deck. There's a slide, too. We didn't do the slide, but you can, it's, like, a, Like, a really short slide, but you're sliding on top of, like, on glass on top of downtown L.A.
0: Whoa. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. That's cool. We
3: didn't do the slide, but, um, yeah, we had such a great time, and he's so cool, and I was like, I love you, Luis. That's
0: cool. And what can you tell us about the song?
3: Um, well, he's, um...
0: I know he's been working on his EP for a while. Yes.
3: And, um, this... Do you think it's coming out this year? I hope so. Right. We're going to ask him. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I, I like it because it's like... Well, the title is Champagne Days, so... And then I've heard his mixtape that he has on SoundCloud, and I always put that on repeat whenever I need like a little like shimmy pick me up type of like low key. And again, it's more of that low key stuff that you mentioned. Right. That, that I I mean like I, I was saying I like all kinds of music. I don't think there's anything like ugh I hate that. Um, but yeah, this is uh, another more in keeping with the theme, and you know a great song for driving.
0: Awesome. All right, so this is uh, Champagne Days by Bairoak.
3: you guys are having me i love talking about music and and listening to music and nerding out over music and oh well, can i ask you guys a question
0: please we're already recording so
3: yeah so what what should i listen to
0: <laughs> like what do you guys
3: love what do you guys like here it's
1: well, 2017 baby do you like hooray for the Riff Raff? i do well, that new album I have heard and it is pretty amazing.
3: Yeah, I love Rick and Beach. It's a and she um she performed last year with L M C L A M C at Prospect Park. Um
4: oh, yeah. so that
3: was uh our power show, like a power lady show. So it was like Busca Bulla, Hooray for the Riffraff and Carla Morrison. Yeah and and um alinda, she is an amazing woman, and she's all about brown people power, so I'm super into that and uh she even though she does like this sort of twangy country ish like she doesn't forget her puerto Rican roots,
1: yeah, especially um the new album is very different from her other stuff. Mm-hmm. We're really excited about it uh because there is there's a lot of um afro latin like Salsa style percussion on oh. there, and it's it's very. Um, it actually a lot of it reminds me of Santana, so um, yeah. it's like because it's a very like there's like it's a it's very rock, yeah. but then there is also um, a very big salsa influence and Willie Bobo, yeah <laughs> Willie Bobo influence. Okay. Willie
3: Bobo was Puerto Rican, so yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. Is she so, the
0: guitarist? Because the guitar on whatever I've heard from her, it has has been very strong. Yeah, yeah, she
1: plays the guitar. That's awesome. Um, she's like the... She's sort of... She is the the band leader, the right. songwriter, the vocalist, guitar player. Um, but there is also a, a mean percussion section on this album. So mm, it's going to I'm be... I'm excited. That's that's one of the releases I'm very much looking forward to. It's out sometime this month, right? I or think or it's in ever. March. March. Oh, March. Okay, cool. March Look 4th. Look at you
0: getting exclusive access. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, um... For me, I, I've just been catching up. There were so many releases like late last year that I was like really excited about. Um and like, that did not even make it into like top ten lists or anything. So I'm just like just now discovering them. But like everybody put out stuff in December. Like um like Tony Gallardo's last album is really good. Like I have played the holy crap out Way of it.
1: Way too much stuff in December. Like There's what so are you much. trying
0: to do to me? It was legit everybody that was late. It was legit everybody that was Yeah, late. I mean
1: in
3: record label land we know not to release anything in December. That's like But
1: you can't always control musicians. Yeah. They just when they when they're ready, it's right. like almost like giving birth. When the album's ready, it's coming out. You can't always stop them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Sometimes it's like the album's coming out and it's just like, "Nope, sorry, <laughs> Get I can't control ready. <laughs> that." But um oh, speaking of New York and also Puerto Rico. Do you like Balloon?
3: I've heard of them, yeah. Yeah. We recommend them. Yeah, okay.
0: So if you are going to come tonight, well, for the listeners at home, there's a little gig tonight with uh, one of the musicians in Balloon, uh, Jose, and
1: uh, his solo project it's not is... for the listeners because they can't go. Well, <laughs> but, album, but, but... when, when so our you podcast, missed out, huh? When the podcast comes out, it will be already over and we'll be like, you missed a good show. Well,
0: well. But, but his um, solo project, which is Amigos uh, Poderosos, and he's actually playing with El Medio, which uh, Balloon was just in Puerto Rico and they played with El Medio, they played with Los Walters. So, like, they were El Medio and Amigos Poderosos seem to be doing Tropigoth is what they call it. Um, so make sure you check them out. Um, you know, and look for Balloon's album. It's it should be coming out sometime soon. I heard at some point like March,
3: maybe. Don't yeah. quote
0: me, but that's what I heard. Um,
3: yeah, I'm a I'm a fan of their stuff.
0: Well, you brought in a track by Boraj from Chile. Yeah,
3: I I have no idea about them. Okay. I don't know what their deal is. You I just, just dig them. I, yeah, I just know they're from Chile. They have an EP. This song popped up on my Discover Weekly on Spotify. Uh, and I love this track it's, uh, it's got a lot of uh, instrumentation that it almost sounds like, I try to remind, what's the name of the band, like the Polyphonic Spree, kind yeah, of mm-hmm. kind of like that, oh. and um, yeah, so it's a, it's a short and sweet song, but I really like it, they piece called La Costa, and this song is called La Costa, and, and their, their cover photo reminds me of where I grew up in Chile, so um, yeah, that's, I think that's why I like this track a lot
2: Podríamos navegar Tener en los
6: bolsillos solo la arena.
0: Thank you so much for joining us,
1: Cindy. No,
3: thank you very much for having us, for having us, us. <laughs> for having me. Uh, I it's... feel
1: like the rest of Nasty and is here in spirit.
3: <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, um, no. It's been super awesome. I I'm coming out here to New York in the winter, and this is the warmest I've felt. Oh,
1: so it is really hot in here the yeah radio. it is I'm a little sweaty our radiator yeah. is out of control
0: mm-hmm. um, so I mean I don't know if if you like to plug yourself but if you know if you want to tell people where they can find uh, you on social media or at least your work with Nacional where should people be looking
3: well I'm I'm all about Facebook these days mm-hmm. Um I like to share music and funny stuff and cat videos and stuff. That's very uh, important. Yeah, um, Cindy Lee. Um, people, I always, uh, like, I have an Asian friend, and she's never asked me if that's, like, my real name or not. Like, I feel like people think I'm appropriating Asian oh,
4: culture.
3: Oh, no. <laughs> because it's L-Y. Like, but, you know, I'm actually, I'm about to, I want to become a U.S. citizen. Well, I I need to become a U.S. citizen soon, and I'm thinking of just like dropping all my last names all together and, and just like Cindy Lee? like legally being Cindy Lee. So that could
0: be your artist name. Yeah, I mean.
3: that was well, that was my DJ name when I was like DJing. Oh, and I was like I used to do like parties with these friends, um, and we do like I was like a cumbia DJ, um, doing lots of stuff. But being a DJ is, is exhausting. Because you have to be on top of, like, the latest music trend all the time. And you have to, like, constantly scour the web for new. I mean, I wasn't one of DJs I wanted to play the same music. Like, I had my staples, you know, like this track and this track and all that. But I always wanted to have new music. So I always felt um, like I needed to be on top of it. And it's exhausting. I hear that. Yeah.
0: Well, so for the listeners at home or on the treadmill or on the subway... Um, We are Song Mess. You can find us on Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, at Song Mess. You can email us at songmessmusic at gmail.com. And Beverly, I keep forgetting, this is just, I'm getting old. Where can people listen to the show?
1: Well, I mean, SoundCloud is always an option, but if you're cool, you'll download it from iTunes. Mm-hmm. And make
0: sure to rate us, make sure to get, leave comments. You know, because again, the higher rating we get, the higher on the, uh, the iTunes lists we make it. So,
1: and then we can get that Harido sponsorship. <laughs> that's that's our ultimate goal. Yeah. Actually. Um,
0: and again, I just want to thank Cindy Lee for participating, for you know, contributing, for bringing incredible music, for giving us exclusivas, giving us cheese me. <laughs> um, you guys can you know again National Records is out here. You really just have to Google. LAMC happens every July. Uh, Super Sonico expect it to come back. And again, just watch out for all the incredible musicians and new releases that are going to be coming out this year and
3: further. On. And beyond. Oh, so
0: yes. uh, you brought. We have one last song, and this is by Mula. Mula
3: Retumba. I love the song. It's like kind of like my pick me up track whenever I need a little pep. Uh, I, my friend Magali showed it to me. Um, Magali works with this site called Roqueros, And she's always also, like, on the cusp of, you know, musical discovery. And she played me this track, and I was like, this is fucking amazing. Uh, So, yeah, let's close out with uh, Retumba.
0: All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you guys next time.
6: Bye.